Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cincinnati Bengals at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hello, friends. Jim Nance along with Tony Romo. Here we go, Jim, Tony. Those guys are going to be there for, what is it, uh, CBS game, I guess, right? It is, 425. Uh, yeah, the primetime game nationwide. I wonder if they'll cut away in the third quarter like they did with Fox out in San Francisco when it was 35 to nothing as the nation got to see somebody else. But listen, uh, the Bucks are coming off their worst loss of the season, obviously, and they're playing what is, I think, Steve, the, the hottest team in the NFL, maybe the, certainly the the, the hottest team in the AFC. They've won five in a row. They've won seven out of eight. Um, they have what is now, I think, a you know legit MVP candidate in Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase is back. He's making plays all over the field. They've got some guys that are beat up uh, at receiver that we can talk about. This is not exactly the team you want to face after San Francisco just hung 35 on you. Now, I don't think their defense is not the number one defense in the league. They've given up some points. Uh, and and their offensive line, I think you can get to Joe Burrow. Uh, they've given up a number of sacks as well. But what has the Bucks not done this? What have they not done this season is score points. And this is a Cincinnati team. Rest assured, they're going to find a way to score points. Well, that's, that's I mean that's look. This team is built around Joe Burrow. It, mm-hmm. It's about his skill set. I mean, he got him to a Super Bowl last year when no one thought they could. That's right. And you know they block somebody in that final play. Potentially, they win the Super Bowl. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got skilled players now. They've got you know T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are both banged up. Uh, Jamar Chase is finally back for them. Uh, Joe Mixon uh, was missed a few games for a concussion. I believe he's back. Uh, and they got this rookie P. Ryan that's really good in the backfield. They've got weapons on offense, even with Higgins and Boyd being banged up, maybe out for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they still have a lot of weapons they can use on offense, and the Bucks defense is going to be challenged, but. You can get to Joe Burrow. The offensive line's been better. It right. started the season really bad. They put a big investment in that offensive line. Yeah. You thought, you know, at the beginning of the season, you're like, what did you do? Because it didn't get any better. It's been a lot yeah. better of late, which is one of the reasons they're winning. They started 0-2. They're now 8-4. Right. and 4. Yeah, and I the 0-2, um, and I, I, I'm going to tell you what my conversation with Herman Edwards was in just a minute, but one of the things we talked about was a lot of these teams, because nobody plays anybody in the preseason – um, you know, and there was only three preseason games, you don't get to play together. So your first couple games in the regular season become sort of like getting to know each other. And to your point, Alex Kappa, who left here in Tampa Bay, went went over there at uh, right guard. They got Lel Collins at right tackle. Um, Jonah Williams is playing left tackle. I mean, they, they have a whole bunch of, of new offensive linemen, and they have gotten better. But they've given up, I think at this point, over I think more than 35 sacks I saw. Um, some of those coming early in the year, but you can get to the quarterback. I mean, you know, Burrow will hold the ball sometimes, and you can you can sometimes get to the quarterback. Not that the Bucks have done that, because ever since Shaq Barrett left, mm-hmm. we've seen nothing from Joe Tryon Sharinka. We've seen some plays from Carl Nassib. We saw a pretty good game, a race by penalties by Anthony Nelson a couple weeks ago. 
when they were playing. Um, but I, I, I still think that this, this Bucks defensive line in particular is not getting pressure on the quarterback. They're having to bring blitzes. That's sort of how they've done it. And, you know, Joe Burrow is way too Joe cool and, and, and sees the field way too well um, to, be, to be bothered by that. I mean, a lot of these guys, especially a guy like Burrow, if you blitz him at your own peril because he absolutely gets excited about that. He'll, he'll knife you with man coverage, especially with his chemistry with Jamar Chase. I heard Todd Bowles talk about Jamar Chase like he was Jerry Rice. I'm not kidding you. Uh, he said he's the best. I think he said he was the best receiver in the game. It's hard to argue to be honest with you, when he's healthy. And he missed some games earlier this year. But, but you know, the, the chemistry that those two have and the reliance that Joe and the trust that he has, even when Jamar is completely covered, he finds a way to come down with the ball. And to that point, unfortunately for the Bucks, they are one beaten-up secondary. And I thought that maybe this week would be better uh, with the Bucks, you know, getting some guys back. And it looks like the only one that's sort of ahead of the game right now is Sean Murphy bunting, which I'm not sure that's a, a big jump over D Delaney, you know, and, and whoever else they've had in there. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. is questionable. We've seen him on the practice field, but uh, still not, certainly not guaranteed to play. Mike Edwards not guaranteed to play. The biggest thing is Jamel Dean is, is going to be out, I think. They got him listed as questionable, but he's in a boot. And if you're in a boot on Wednesday, you're probably not playing on Sunday. Or if you are, you're not playing very well. And it's a toe injury. And let me tell you, uh, that ended Deion Sanders' career. A toe injury for a corner who has to stop, plant, change directions is nothing you want to have. And I watched him limp to the shower yesterday. uh, And I'm here to tell you, he's out. As is Vita Vea, very unlikely to play. So with no Vita Vea to push inside, that means that they're going to double Akeem Hicks. Um, you're going to have to have guys like Raheem Nunez Roaches and Logan Hall and Will Golston come in there and try to fill that void. And as I mentioned, they haven't gotten anything uh, from Joe Tronchenko, who, by the way, has a hip injury himself. He was quite, he is questionable. Carl Nassib, his backup, is questionable. So the Bucks are beat up on defense and particularly in the secondary. This is not the week you want to be beat up in the secondary against a team that throws the ball as well as Joe Burrow does. So again. When you're scoring a little over 17 or 18 points a game uh, and you're playing the Bengals, it's, it's all about points. And I just don't, I just don't like the matchup, you know, even though, it's, even though you're at home and it's, it's, it's a week-to-week league. And, you know, and I always say this, if you've won if in, the, in this league, if you've won five games in a row, it's really hard to win six, right? Like those, those winning streaks, they don't last very long. For whatever reason, just because everybody you play is capable of beating you, um, to go on this kind of run that they have, you know, seven out of eight, I think it is now, five in a row, um, that's that's hard to sustain. And and so this is one of those road games, and of course you still got the goat back there, so you don't know when that's going to all come together. But uh, this matchup I don't like for the Bucks. And here's the thing about their playoff chances right now, and everybody. You know, it's amazing to me, and, and of course, don't be influenced the way I am sometimes by Buck Twitter because they want everybody fired, you know. Um, they want the head coach is no good, fire him, fire the offensive coordinator. And, and I'm sitting here looking at this Buck schedule, and they're 6-7. and seven, And if they do nothing else, they could lose, Steve, to, to the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. They could lose next week in Arizona. 
But if they beat Carolina and they beat Atlanta, you know what they're going to call them? NFC South champions. That's really all they have to do. They just have to beat those two teams in back-to-back weeks, Carolina at home, Atlanta on the road. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, they control their own destiny. They're a game up in the division, and you've got the two teams a game behind you you're playing. Right. So, and you've beaten one of them. Yeah. Now, the you know, you mentioned the Bengals are not the team you want to see coming in this week, but to be honest, it might be, I don't want to say a wake-up call, because I think they know they played poorly in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But it gets your attention real quick. It's a great point. A great point. Um, you know what it's like now to go up against a really good team and what happens when you're not ready to play. Mm-hmm. And coaches have always said that. Fear is a great motivator, right? And you're at home. You come out like you did against San Francisco and you're not ready to play, they'll hang 35 or 40 on you at your, at your place, right? So that is a great point is that they know how good this Cincinnati team is and they better be ready to go from 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 the kickoff because they will get embarrassed two weeks in a row. And, you know, Todd Bull said something the other day about is it hard to come back after you get beat like that? He goes, no, it's easier. It's harder when you lose a close game. And I know what he's saying, you know, because you're like, oh, we were that close. We were one play or, you know. This one, you know, a lot of coaches like, oh, you just, you just, I don't know, burn the tape. I don't even watch it. Throw it in the. Get- uh, I don't know about that, man. I think when you get when you get curb stomped like this, I think it does something to your psyche. I think it, I think it wounds you a little bit. You know, there's losses and then there's there's that. Well, right? it can do one of two things. It can hurt your psyche and and send you a tailspin, or it can get your attention real quick. Yeah, that's and, true. And like that's never happening again. Right. And, yeah, and teams right. can go one of two that. ways with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're going to find out. And you know the quarterback is one that's going to be, that's never happening again. Sure. And can he impart sure, that on everybody else? I mean, you know, nobody, you know, you, you don't want to lose any games. But in the NFL, you right. know you're going to lose games. Nobody goes undefeated. And so, I don't know if you s- but it, it's, how, it's how you deal with the losses. It's, it, you know, but you don't expect to get curb stomped the way you did last weekend. You never expect. Yeah, and I don't like during the game. Did you see Brady going up and down the sideline? Just like he was probably more vocal and 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 pissed off than I've seen him, and and, and that's saying something because he's like that in a lot of games. But at one point, he actually looks to the guys and he goes, "Unless you just want to quit, and then we can quit." Like he actually said that to a an NFL player, man. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, you want to quit? You just want to quit?" We'll just quit then, you know? And the guy's like, no, we're going to fight. Well, then let's fight. We can do that. It costs them a week. We can at least do that, right? Like he was pleading with them. I thought that was amazing, like, sideline sound. I was like, wow, you know? Brady does not like to be – he doesn't like to lose, first of all, and he sure as hell doesn't like to lose like that, you know? And, And that happened. That was personal because that's in his hometown, Sam Mateo, he's got 86 people somewhere in the nosebleed that they're leaving when it starts raining in the third quarter because they're down two minutes in the third quarter. They're down 35 to nothing. Those people weren't going to stay for the most part. And, you know, so this was personal to him. And he was he was like, you're right. Tom Brady's not going to want to get beat by, by 30 points. He's just not. He's not going to have that two weeks in a row. So I think that 
because of that, these guys will have to fight a lot harder. Um, and you know what? Maybe, maybe Cincinnati falls in a trap of, well, you know, we just watched them get blasted by the 49ers. These guys aren't that good. We'll take care of them. And they, they, not you shouldn't take any NFL team lightly, especially when you're on the road. But human nature being what it is, they probably don't think the Bucks are a very good team because they're not. They're 6-7, and seven, and they can't sustain anything. Um, but one play here or there, right, makes the difference. And, and I still go back to that San Francisco game, and people will think this is crazy. And maybe over the long course of a 60-minute game, the 49ers win anyway, and maybe they score just as many points. I don't know. But, but I think that games like seasons have momentum. The problem the Bucks have had this year is they can't get any momentum. They can't stack any wins. You hear this a lot. You know, we got to start stacking them, right? The team will win a game. Now we got to start stacking them, guys. Why do they say that? Well, they say it because you need to get some momentum, right? You need to get some confidence and stack wins. The way you do it is you stack wins. It doesn't mean you're going to play a perfect game. It's just easier to make corrections and then move on to the next opponent. And you start feeling better about yourself, right? You start feeling that momentum. The Bucks can't can't sustain it. They, they'll win one, they'll lose two. They'll win two, they'll lose two. Um, this is sort of how the season has gone. Well, games are like that too. And, and I still say, like, I'm watching this game in San Francisco. They get the kickoff, pretty good return. And the first play of the game, Count O'Neill comes off the edge unblocked. And I swear to you, that rookie quarterback should have seen him, didn't see him. He gets absolutely lit up. Surprised he didn't fumble the ball. But there's a penalty flag. And that 15-yard personal foul for roughing the passer, instead of it being, you know, what, like second and 18 or second and 17, it's now a first down with a 15-yard gain. So you're looking at like 23 yards of field position right there, and, oh, everything's forgiven. Now, he might have been a little shaken by that play. Uh, He didn't show it after that. But that's a huge play for a rookie quarterback on the first snap of the game. That could be like a, 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 you know, sort of a, of a message sent that, you know what, it's going to be a long day, rookie. And then instead, he, you know, five plays, they're in the end zone. Okay, okay, so they're down 7 nothing, And it was, it was not a good defensive series, to say the least. Then they kick off to the Bucks, And what happens? A couple plays later, uh, on the next series, not that, not that series, but the next time they get the ball back after their first possession, uh, Mike Evans goes for about 68 yards wide open. Uh, Brady hits him this time. He catches it this time, unlike Carolina. And now it's going to be a 7-7 game, you know? And now it's game on, man. Like, I can, we can do whatever you do. You know, we can score two against the number one defense in the league that's not used to giving up those kind of plays. If that play stands and it doesn't because Donovan Smith bear hugs, a, a, you know, an edge rusher coming off the edge, if that play stands, you probably have a different game. But the Bucks have have rarely had a lead this year. This is the thing that's hurt them is that I think there was a stat uh, that said, uh, and I think Mike Sando had it from The Athletic, and it basically said that the Bucks have, I think they've led this year about 28% of, of, of the time in the actual, yeah, it's like, uh, the Bucks have led for 28% of the snaps this season, less than you'd expect for a 6-7 and seven team. Here's the breakdown. Leading 27.4%, tied 21.2%, and trailing 51.4%. So they're trailing more than half the game, every single game. And that's a tough way to play football. 
It's a very tough way, particularly with an offense where Tom Brady's not going to sit in the pocket and wait for plays to develop down the field. Right. You're very one-dimensional, period. Mm-hmm. But you you don't have enough speed to play that catch-up game. Mm-mm. You know they need to be in games. They've got to they've got to have leads or be tied. Mm-hmm. You know that's the way this team is built. They're not no risk it no biscuit anymore. Right. It just absolutely isn't because Tom won't take a hit. They don't have enough speed on the outside. Their offensive right. line is good enough to run block effectively. Mm-hmm. You know that. If they're if they're trying to play catch up from behind, that's tough. And, and, and I that's know where that they've been. There's a lot of people saying they need to go the two minute offense more. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, they look better in the two minute offense. But how many three and outs does this team do? What's that do to your defense? And there's just right. there's no splash plays for this team, no. offense or defense. They're not getting turnovers on defense, which nope. means you always have a long field on an offense yep. that's methodical, not big play. Mm-hmm. Then the offense doesn't have splash. I mean, the few splash plays, Mike Evans touchdown last week, called back for holding. Mike yep. Evans dropped one a few weeks ago. Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even when they get the splash plays, they're not, they're not effective on them all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you've got to convert those. I mean, NFL games can oftentimes be won and lost by a handful of plays. They really are. Whether it's, it's the outcome of that play specifically or the momentum it causes. The, 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 you know, hit to the helmet on the first play scrimmage, as you said. The Mike Evans mm-hmm. touchdown being called back. I mean, a couple of those plays change early, and the Bucks have a lead instead of a trailing. That's a whole different game. That's everything. That's everything. Playing with the lead is everything. And, and, you know, you talk about, like, turnovers. They happen when a team is trailing, when they you know they're one-dimensional. Um, you talk about sacks, same thing. Um, I, I, I hearken back, like, go back to 2020, and the Bucks are going to absolutely lose to the Saints. They're going to lose to the Saints in the playoff game. They should have lost to Washington. They got through that. They go to New Orleans, and there's no fans, and you know who knows what it would have been like if it was a full stadium. But they're down seven. There's a completion to their tight end um, that uh, Drew Brees has, and that guy is running. He's got a first down, and he's running past the Bucks 40. They're going to go in and score another touchdown, go up 14. It's the third quarter, folks. Third quarter, they're going to go up 14 at home in a playoff game. 14. Okay, against that defense that the Bucks can't score against. You know what happens? Antoine Winfield Jr. strips the ball from the tight end. Devin White recovers, runs it back about 20 yards. Bucks go in and score. They get another turnover. It's over, right? And that's when you realize Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball five yards. But that momentum, it was one play. It was one play that changed the complexion of that entire game. And it came after a positive play, after a completion for a first down where the guy's running across the 40-yard line. And that's what we mean by, like, you know, you don't know which play could change the whole, the whole you know, complexion of the game. And the Bucks haven't gotten those turnovers. They haven't gotten close to those turnovers. They haven't had the sack fumbles. They haven't had the interceptions. And, again, a lot of that happens when, when you have a lead you can make those plays anytime. They just haven't been good enough to do it. Pass rush isn't good enough. They don't force the quarterback to have to throw under duress. That's what creates bad decisions with the ball. That's what creates opportunities for interceptions. The coverage isn't tight enough, which creates opportunities for sack fumbles. 
it all works together. Rush versus in coverage work together, and they just haven't been able to mesh that. And without Shaq Barrett, everybody kind of forgets. Hey, you know, you lost one of the one of the league's best sack, you know, edge rushers, like one of the league's best, and he's done. They've never really adequately replaced that. You can't replace that. And so they're playing, you know, w- uh, with lesser than what they expected. I want to get into my conversation that I had uh, with Herm Edwards, and I wrote. A, I'm going to write about some of this in the Tampa Bay Times on Sunday. But first, I want to remind you guys, if you're looking to save money on your electric bill, May Electric Solar, they're the ones for you. They're a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for a dozen years now. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. 30 years. Something goes wrong over the next 30 years, they're back out there fixing that no cost to you. Plus, with every installation, you get 700 and $50 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's the main difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install. And this is important. They don't use subcontractors. You know who's doing the job up there. Those are Billy Mays guys that are taking care of you. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of life and your quality of your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, no one's under more fire right now than Todd Bowles. It used to be Byron Leftwich. He was getting his teeth kicked in for a while, and he still is. And I think most people will blame Byron at the end of the day for this, including the Bucks. But the guy now, you know, they're going straight to the head coach. Which, listen, and I said this on Twitter, like, this is a nasty place to be, by the way, social media. I think I'm going to get off of it altogether at some point. But when you're losing, it's fair game. It's fair game to say, this guy's no good, I don't like what he does. That's fine. You know, they're six and seven, haven't met expectations, you don't like the coach, you thought he was bad with the Jets. You think he's bad here. He's better defensive coordinator. All those things, fair to say. But some of these folks are getting, like, really personal and, and, and quite frankly, ugly. Um, you know, this guy said the so-called wannabe head coach. And so like, don't disrespect people like that, man. You know, well, he was literally handed the job. Well, was he handed the job? Because last time I checked, it wasn't Bruce Arian's job to hand over. You know, yeah, Bruce wanted a succession plan. But the Glazer family owns the franchise. They can hire anybody they want to. And they could tell Bruce Arians to go pound it if they don't like his suggestion of, of Todd Bowles, right? At the end of the day, Todd Bowles was hired by the Glazer family because Todd Bowles has a pretty damn good resume, okay? Yes, he wasn't successful with the Jets. Who has been? Weeb Eubank? How far back do you got to go? You know what I'm saying? Bill Parcells, like, it's been a minute. So that's a bad organization. So we're going to say if, you, if you're not successful with one organization, you should never hire the guy again. And, and listen, 
I'll accept that you are what your record says you are. And maybe Todd Bowles isn't going to be a good head coach. Maybe he's not. We'll find out this year, maybe next year, the year after. We'll see. But for right now, they're 6-7. and seven. They're also in first place in the NFC South. That's just the reality of it. He's got a first-place team, whether you like the record or not. And so there's a lot of this vitriol out there, and people, you know, oh, it's a Rooney guy. Well, there was no, because they didn't even have to use the Rooney rule. They were able to do this without interviewing anybody else. Like, that's not why he's hired. So there's all these insults out there, and it's fine. You know, again, don't make it personal, and I don't have a problem with it. But he's under fire, and I think in talking to some other people, people about this and, and one of them being Herm Edwards who the reason I, I talked to Herm is because he was a head coach with the Jets so was Bowles right and there's nothing like the media pressure in New York compared to anywhere else um, he's also been around celebrity quarterbacks Joe Montana went to Kansas City when when Herm was there and he saw this whole phenomenon like Joe came in and was like oh yeah we got Joe Montana we're gonna win the Super Bowl you know it wasn't that easy because Joe had elbow issues, and he was at the end of his career. He still won a ton of games, still got him, I think, to the AFC Championship. But it was just assumed, everybody around the Chiefs assumed that, well, Joe will get us there, right? We're, we're relevant. We got Joe Montana. And they did. Tom Brady's better than Joe was at that time because he's healthier. But what tends to happen, and, and Herm is in his own Herm, Herm hilarious way was, was right about this. <clears throat> he started, first of all, he calls, he calls Brady Captain America, which I, Oh, you got Captain America now. Yeah, he's not, he's not Captain America anymore. Yeah, he needs help. Now you got to help him. You know, this guy's got to step up, and make plays. You got to make plays around him. And, and no one is making plays. Like if you think about it, right. Who's blocking for him. Who's giving him, two, three, four seconds to find the guy down the field. Um, who's dropping balls? Mike Evans? Everybody? Right? Who's making guys miss and, 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 and you know, running the ball with authority uh, and getting them, you know, third and shorts, you know, to convert? Um, and, and Herm's point was is that, you know, he can't carry a team anymore. He ain't that guy. He ain't that guy. He was out 40 days. He came back. He, he's good. He, he's Captain America, but he can't carry the team. You know? And, and he's right. Tom Brady, even a year, two years ago, probably was in a position to elevate everyone around him. Right? Scooter Miller. Remember that? He's coming in throwing a J-Mick. Jaden Mickens and Scooter Miller. And everybody had a nickname. And they were all his buddies. And he was making... Household names out of guys that hadn't done anything in their careers. But he doesn't have the same guys. And he can't, he needs them to make plays now. And there's no Gronk, right? That's a huge thing for him. There's no Gronk. There's no offensive line. There's, there's no Ali Marpets and there's no, you know, Ryan Jensen's. So I think Brady is still Brady. He's not the Brady from two years ago or even maybe last year, can you win with them? Absolutely. But I think Herm is right. I think they don't have guys stepping up in a big enough way because one thing I know about Tom is he's not going to sit back there and take hits, not at 45. 
And and you can you can say that's a flaw of his and that maybe he should be but here's what Brady knows. If I get knocked out of the season, they're done. I signed up for this year to quarterback this team to get them to the playoffs and make our run. Right? I want to win a Super Bowl. It's a zero sum game for me. So if I go out there and hold the ball and I get blasted or tear up my ACL, the last side of me is not going to be going off on a golf cart. That's not going to be the end of Tom Brady. I'm not going out like that. I'm going to play every game, and if I lose two or three in a row because I, I won't hold on to the ball, so be it. He'll tell you that. He'll tell you that. And that's what we're watching. We're watching a guy that knows he has to be there for his team all the way through the playoffs if they get there. So I think that's where they're at, Steve. I, I, I think, And I don't know that they have the players that can step up to do what, what Tom needs them to do. I, I don't know that they do. Well, through, what, 13 games? They definitely don't. No, six and seven. Now, can Mike Evans get better? Can Chris Godwin get better? Chris can, is starting to get a little better. He is. He absolutely is. Uh, can the offensive line block, block better? better? Hell yes. Will Rashad absolutely. White continue to get better? Sure. That's you know, a good move. Kate Otten, will he continue to get better? And Coquise, some rookies? You hope. If, yeah. if they do, it helps. But, yeah, I mean, this offense, this team is designed that they can't have mistakes. Right. Because they're methodical. Well, those splash plays aren't there like we talked about. And so if you're going to march down the field in 10-play drives and 12-play drives and 14 and dink and dunk in this, you know, you've got to be perfect. Yeah. You can't have those holding calls. Well, boys, that's the thing, man. It's so hard to do that, Steve, because you can't. That's what happens when you when it takes you twelve plays or fourteen plays. Is why Bruce hated doing that. He wanted to score in five or six. You take twelve or fourteen plays. What are you going to get? A penalty, a holding call, right? A, a, a fumble, a sack fumble, an interception. Like man, it's so hard to do it. But that's that's who they are. They're playing a style that it requires not a good defense, but an elite defense, right? Like a Ravens, like a Bucks two thousand and two mm-hmm. elite defense. You can play that style. And Tom has not turned the ball over. He had two interceptions. That's double what he had prior to that, practically. The other day, but man, you got to be really good with the ball, and your defense has to be elite. And you and and you're going to win a lot of. You're going to have to. You're being a lot of close games. I, and I they think. Have been. I think you have to have a good defense. I think you have to have an elite offensive line to do that. Yeah, I and, do too. I mean, I and think if, if your offensive line is good enough, you can do that. Yeah, theirs yeah. isn't, and, and for a lot of reasons. I mean, Ali Marpet retires. Ryan Jensen sure. gets hurt the first day of training camp. Mm-hmm. You're without Tristan Wirfs right now. Donovan, Donovan Smith's, Smith's playing, playing bad. I mean, you know, there's yeah. a lot of reasons. But if you give me a good good enough offensive line, you can win that way. Yeah, because you know, if you don't get the holding calls, you've got some running lanes. And your quarterback can have a consistent pocket, right? Yeah, then it works. But if if you've got the offensive line that the Bucks have, that's tough. Yeah, there's too many second and tens, third and nines, third and sevens, and that's the other thing. So yeah, I got to beat a team like that, third and seven. Now you just the odds are of you making a third and seven are probably about I don't know less than thirty percent, right? And then. You factor in who you're playing, the number one defense last week. That's what games can look like when you when you can't convert. And they converted a couple of those. Now Tom is really good at 
You know, you get him to third and four plus, I mean, he's really good at that. Like third and five plus, he's okay. But, you know, it's just, it's a, it's tough sledding um, against a good defense when you're in those situations. And that's their problem. They're like, well, we're no good on third down. Well, no, you're no good on first down. If you were better on, you know, there's no rule that says you have to get to third down. Like I remember an entire 2020 team felt like they never got to third down. They were like first down, then they get two downs and another first down. And that's sort of the way good offenses roll. Um, these guys, he'll complete three balls for nine yards and they're punting. Like I've never seen anything like it, you know? And, and as he says, we're behind all the time. And we just told you they're behind 51% of the time. And he says, you know, that's a hard way to win. I mean, he goes, it becomes a pass-a-thon. And the last guy that wants to be in the pass-a-thon, and he threw it 50-something times the other day, is Tom Brady. So they know what they want to do. It's really hard to win that way. They're, the cavalry isn't coming. They're, you know, Ali Marpet's not going to gain his 50 pounds back and walk in here and play guard. So what do you do? Like, this is kind of what you have. And that's why I go back to what I think they need, they, they have no speed, right? They have no team speed. And I, I know Mike Evans has done a lot of things in this year. He's in, in his career. He's in his ninth season. Can Mike get behind the defense? Yeah, he's done it several times. He's got to get a one-on-one, and, and, he, and he needs a little time on the runway to get up to full speed. But he can get behind guys. But his separation hasn't been what it's been in the past. This year it's been down, and you can track that. Okay, so he's not getting the separation he once did. Because he's, he's in his ninth season. And Chris Godwin had the ACL, and he was not the same guy the first six weeks of the year, seven weeks of the year. He's starting to play himself back into that guy, but he hasn't been. Julio Jones is their third receiver, and while he's a tremendous athlete and he showed a little speed in Germany, he can't sustain it. And, you know, he's been practicing now for about four weeks, which is encouraging. So maybe he'll, maybe he'll feel like Julio Jones again. But they don't have that third guy you know, like back in the day when Tom had time to throw, he could let things develop and Scotty Miller would run by somebody. I would put I would put as much speed on that field as I could. And the other day, Devin Tompkins finally got to play as a kick returner. And to start the second half, he ripped off a 54-yarder. And it's the longest kick return, kickoff return they've had in about 10 years. And I'm telling you, the speed, that kid is five foot seven plus in 150 soaking wet. One of the smallest players, he's tough as hell. Had one of the best training camps I've ever seen. Plays about 6'2". He can leap out of the building. But I would swear to you, I would get as much speed on that field. Brashard Perriman would be active. If, if all Brashard can do is run straight down the field and give me a bunch of you know, go routes all day, I'm going to make his tongue's going to fall out, but I'm going to make him do it to create some space underneath. You know, they can't just let him run by you. I mean, they're going to cover two, sure. But like, they have no speed on this team. Even the running backs, I mean, Rashad White has more speed than Leonard Fournette. I'll give him that. But, you know, you don't hold your breath when he touches the ball. So with no speed, with a porous offensive line, um, a plotting, you know, fullback lead, uh, you know, strong side right, extra tight end power, you know, run play on first down, it's too predictable. It's too easy to defend. And every team now has come up with the same template against them. And the execution has to be precise for them to even get a first down, much less a touchdown. And they don't ever have field position. They've had one, I think they've had, like I said, the one touchdown that they started on the plus side of the field. 
and they don't get turnovers. Other than that, they're a great team. I don't know how they're six and seven, to be honest with you. I think that's that's a function of playing in the bad division. You know, the, the teams the teams that they've beaten um have not been very good teams, in my opinion. Now, they beat Dallas, and I still you know this week one. Um, but that's what we're headed for. And the, you know what's the amazing thing, Steve, is that if they just win two games, and the, the right two games, if they beat Carolina and and um, Atlanta on the final week of the season, and they do nothing else, they could lose this week, they could lose in, in Arizona, you're going to be the NFC South champions. That's all you need, those two games. Which is incredible. But it also should motivate this team. Right. They're in it. I mean, as much as Tom Brady going up the sidelines going, what, are we just going to quit now? Right. What the, are we, why are we quitting? Everything you wanted from the beginning of the season is still there. Absolutely. As bad as this season has gone compared to what you expected, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. goal of yours is reachable, every single one of them. And you say, well, if they get in the playoffs and Dallas comes here, they're going to get killed. I don't know that that's true. Tom Brady in the playoffs on a home field? I don't know. And, and, and look, you think there'd be a little pressure on Dak Prescott? You think Jerry Jones's team will feel a little pressure after all the, all the heat that he's put on them for not having any success in the postseason? That's the thing about the playoffs. Both teams have the same thing at stake the entire season. You know, you go, you go on the road to San Francisco, and, yeah, they're trying to clinch the NFC West, and they want to win the game, but the season's not over if they lose. Right, and your season's not over if you get beat. Playoffs, who can handle that pressure? Who can handle win or go home? And the guy that's done it better than anyone in the history of football is Tom Brady. Now you're in his neighborhood. Now he's got he's got you with the same pressure uh, that that everyone gets to feel, and he's better against pressure than anyone in the history of the of the, of the sport. So that changes things. And you're right. If they win the NFC South. Forget the record. Could be eight and nine. Win one game and still win the South if certain things happen. But if they win the South, you know where they are? Right where they were a year ago. They're hosting a wild card game. Last year, you know who came in here and they beat? Philly. They're 12 and one. Pretty much the same team. 12 and one this year. Well, they ran all over Philly and they did it with backup running backs. Giovanni Bernard, Keyshawn Vaughn, they ran all over those guys. And they beat them handily. Now they'd have to go on the road. But guess what? A year ago, Green Bay had the number one seed. What happened? Green Bay lost. They lost the game in the first round. You know where that second round game would have been if the Bucs pulled it off against the Rams? In Tampa Bay. You win that game, you're in the championship game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And I think they would have beaten San Francisco at home had they, had they pulled that off and Brady brought them back from 24-3 to three or whatever it was. And... So you literally, as a football franchise, forget what's happened during the year, could be in the exact same place after wild card weekend that you were a year ago, host, you know, getting ready to play another game at home after you beat Philadelphia. Do that, you could beat Dallas, you'd be in the same place. Instead of playing the Rams, you be, could be playing you know, somebody else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all right there for them. And yet... No one, I mean, no one that kind of follows the team feels like that this is doable. You know, that, that yeah, they might win the South, but I don't know. 
You know who doesn't feel that way? Tom Brady. He knows. Look, the playoffs are pressure. Mm-hmm. And That's it. people handle that very differently. They people do. do. Players do. Teams do. Coaches do. Absolutely. Absolutely. But who's proven to be the best at handling it? It's him. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's a part of him right now that's saying, oh, good, great, we're 6-7, and seven. we suck, you know? We suck. We, and he does this in production. He goes in there and he says, we, can't, we, we suck on third down, we, we, you know, we suck on first down, we suck in the red zone. And he does this all the time. But you know what he's thinking and deep down inside him? He's like, good. They don't think I can do this. They don't think this is possible. Watch, watch this. 6-7? and seven? Watch this. We get to the playoffs. Forget the record. Get me to get me to the to the show. Get me to the postseason. Get me back in my comfort zone. I'll show you what I can do, and it'll be great because no one will expect a damn thing from them. Like Bucks think they're going to get hammered by the Cowboys. They're going to get hammered by San Francisco. I guarantee you, you know, signing that ball and all that stuff. He can't wait to see those guys again. Butter them up if anything else. Oh, you're you're our hero, you know. We I played I played Madden, and you know, since I was two, and all this stuff. And he's signing autographs. Can't wait to see those guys again. He'll want to knife them. I'm telling you, I know the guy. So I would just say this: whether you're the Bengals, and they know it, uh, or any other team that's left on their schedule, the Bucks are wounded right now, and they're not very good, and they've got a bunch of injuries, and that's going to hurt them. But they still got the guy. A quarterback. What they need, and I agree with Herm Edwards, is for guys to step up around him and start playing better. And we'll see if they can. I I think they need some changes on offense. I start playing guys with more speed. I think they need to, you know influx of youth. All of that. I don't know if they're going to get it, but that's what I would do. All right, busy weekend. The Lightning begin their four game road trip at Montreal. Lightning starting to hit their stride. Look like another championship team that they are. Uh, it's bowl season. We're going bowling today. The Bahamas Bowl at 11 a.m. Uh, you have the Cure Bowl later on. And then um, the Gators, of course, this weekend on Saturday afternoon. They're playing in the Las Vegas Bowl against Oregon State. Pretty good matchup for them. Young quarterback. Never played before is going to be out there. See how Florida fares. And then it's the World Cup on Sunday. France against Argentina. France trying to go back-to-back. World Cup, it hasn't happened, I think, Steve, for like 60 years. Yeah, I mean, Something it's, it's like very that. rare for the champ to get back to the, the even the semifinals. That hadn't yeah. happened in 20 years. Uh, so France did that. But it's uh, France against uh, Lionel Messi. Argent- yeah, could Lionel could Messi, Messi yeah. get his uh, World Cup finally? He was incredible yeah, was in the good. semifinal versus Croatia. Oh, my gosh. The play, he, the one feed he made. Uh, he, he, you know what's funny about him? Like it looks like everybody is running really fast, and he's just kind of gliding through them. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just he's just he see he's just so methodical and so precise with everything he does yep. that it's kind of funny to watch that that third you know? goal that he set up. Oh. The defender did everything perfect. Yeah, he did exactly yeah. what you're supposed to do, and Messi just beat him. But he wasn't in a rush. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He 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 just you know handled the ball and. Zipped it over when he needed to, and that was fun to watch. So, viva la France. Uh, we'll see what happens in the uh, World Cup. So, and then, of course, uh, we'll talk to you again on uh, Monday about the Bucks against the Cincinnati Bengals in a game that, uh, look, they, they could really use and uh, would like to have. And 
And just remember this. It's the NFL any given Sunday, maybe even this Sunday. going to be a little cool out, too. going to feel like fall weather, I think, for a change, which could be nice at, at home. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstyn, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.